Welcome to Off The Bounce. This is the NBA podcast that you did not know you needed in your life. I'm your host, Gajan, and as always, I'm joined by Dinks. Hey, hey. And Nissan. What's going on, folks? You know I got your fun fact for today. Did you guys know that Yao Ming just graduated with the economics degree in China? Oh, my. Yeah, that was surprisingly fun. Really? No. Oh. Oh. I mean, it wasn't his worst fun fact. At least it kind of relates to basketball. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Just barely. Anyway, don't quit your day job. Let's get on with the show. We have a lot to talk about. Free agency is officially here. And I mean, we tried to record this podcast earlier, but there was just too much happening. Seems like the dust has settled for a minute. Kawhi hasn't signed anywhere. But let's talk about the signings that did happen. LeBron is going to LA. The city of Los Angeles has renamed its city to LeBron. L-A-B-R-A-O-N. B-R-O-N. Yeah. So wait, hold on. He has LeBronto and now LeBron. Yeah. Let's let's forget LeBronto. I I just feel like we don't need to revisit that. Um, Okay. Okay. Before I give my opinion on this, let me ask you guys. Let me ask a Lakers hater and a Lakers fan. So Dinks, you are not a Lakers fan. Let me ask you. (laughs) What do you think about LeBron going to the Lakers for a four-year, $154 million deal? Look at my Lakers fans all all feeling all nice and like, you know, like they're about to win the NBA or something. Whoa, whoa we couldn't whoa. hear you there. What, not, what, did you, what did you say? Let's Hold not on, forget, y'all had a lineup with, with Kendall Marshall, Jordan Hill. Who, who else was it? Uh, oh, oh, let's not forget D'Angelo Russell and Swaggy Pete, all right? Why are you bringing up these names? I don't understand what's LeBron going on. James doesn't change anything. Whoa. Oh, what? I mean, yeah, that's huge. And now all the Lakers fans are all on their high horses until DeMarcus Cousins went to Golden State. But that's another topic for another time. Okay. I think this. I think. I think this is like this is was expected. No, like this was the expected move by LeBron. It's what 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 kind of shows something different was LeBron's two long longest free agent deals were with Miami and with LA. He didn't sign a. He signed a four year deal three. Three year, like three plus one, mm-hmm. and same thing he's doing in in LA in LA mm-hmm. with the Heat and with with Los Angeles. He signed that three plus one that shows the trust in the organization, right? Okay. And I think that LeBron, I think for LeBron, it's a great step because you know what? He's at a different time in his career. Is he? I don't know if he's chasing rings anymore, or like, or I I just think LA. It's kind of one of those stops for all the greats, in a sense, right? Most of the greats have come through. All right, that's the purple that's, and gold. That's an opinion. Go on, go right? on, go am on. I not, am I not right? Go though? on. LeBron and Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma. Interesting lineup. We were, there's a lot. There's a we were me, me and Nissan were talking about a lot of the possibilities, mm-hmm. but I don't know if. If it's just going to be, I think there's a lot of potential. I don't think there's going to be a lot of that potential being realized. Okay. Because it's LA and I feel like right after the LeBron signing, they, they got Rajon Rondo, they got JaVale McGee. So I guess they really want to make Shaq and a fool go Hollywood. Um, uh, they've got, uh, they also got what? Uh, Lance Stevenson. So I guess yep. he blew in LeBron's ear all the way to LA. Okay. I see what you're trying to do there, but go on. Um, so, yeah, if you want to watch some good reality TV, I guess we can watch the Lakers locker room now. Okay. 
All right. You keep your mouth shut. I'm going to go in and slap your face. All right. I don't want to get too I'm, riled I'm up here. I'm about to slap your face, too. All right. Nissan, why don't you serve your rebuttal, sir? So I agree with you. I mean, it, it could be one of his, like, you know, the biggest move in his career so far, aside from the Miami. You know, could be a stop. Maybe. Who knows? But these weird signings that everyone is saying, well, LeBron was part of these signings, which is mainly why it happened so quickly, because he was touching base, you know, with Magic and Rob with these signings here. So you're saying that he wants to, he wants uninterrupted to produce the next. Hold on, hold on, hold on. As you age, because you can't beat Father Time, right? He's this, I feel like these signings, especially with uh, Rajon Rondo and Lance Stevenson. He's going to play a little bit of a different role on this team. He's not going to be the ball-dominant LeBron James that we've seen carry the Cavs year after year, right? You're, you're, now you're getting into a team that has Lonzo Ball, who's a point guard. You're going to get Rajon Rondo, who's also a, a primary point guard as well. Lance Stevenson, who can also be a spark plug off the bench, who's also another ball-dominant guy as well, which will force, you know, not force LeBron, but put him into a role of working out of the post a lot more, which we've seen him do plenty of times, right? And I think it's a good move for him, you know, career-wise as well. Some say, you know, by the time his four years is done, LeBron James Jr. is going to be 18, maybe ready for the draft, to be drafted in the NBA. So maybe we're seeing something, uh, maybe team up somewhere as well. All right, you're, you're, you're looking too far to the future. I'm just going to take the reins over this, but, you know, listening to Dink sometimes... I went from taking two pills to taking seven. Really, sir? You're, you're testing me right now. Oh. You're testing me. So, look, look, look at these Lakers fans all uh, getting all riled up, like, you know, they're contributing to the league and its success um, in some shape, way, or form. Oh, I'll sorry. get to that. I'll get to that. But let me, let me just smack down pretty much all that you said. To say that LeBron going to L.A., is not going to change anything, not going to improve anything. You're wrong over there. Okay? okay? Instead of get No, you're wrong. Just shut up for a second. Shut up before I smack your face. As soon as he gets there, off the plane, the team is better. Done. The team is better. I agree. He's going to contribute. He's going to make the team better. And the players are going to play better. He's going to make the players around him better. Yes, there's been some questionable signings after LeBron, Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee. Let me change it for you, okay? Let me give you some optics around here. There's no way the Los Angeles Lakers are winning a championship next year, okay? Can we agree on that? Yeah, I actually... If they don't I, get just Kawhi, give me a yes or no. I didn't ask for a life uh, yeah, story. No. If they don't get Kawhi, then no. I didn't ask for your life story either. <laughs> okay, I let you all talk. Now I'm going to spit some knowledge on you. They're not winning a championship next year, okay? You've been spitting all the so time. So what can they do... On the path to a championship. Well, we know that Kawhi is going to be up for his contract next year, 2019-2020. Kevin Durant as well. Paul George, no, he's off the table, but we never wanted him anyway. Oh, all of a sudden, you didn't want Paul George anyway. But there's a lot of other key signings coming up in 2019-2020. So the next best thing you can do right now is cultivate your existing talent and surround them with key veterans that can make them better. Rajon Rondo is either going to bring the best out of Lonzo Ball or put the Lakers on notice to replace him with other key talents, which may be DeMar DeRozan or Damian Lillard, okay? The pressure 
I believe is going to be good for Lonzo to have someone of Rajon Rondo's nature to apply a little pressure. Again, make him fight for that starting point guard position and put some fight in him. JaVale McGee, you can joke all you want, but he is an NBA champion now. A two-time NBA champion that knows what it takes to win in the playoffs. Maybe not to the elite level like Steph Curry, but he's been there and he's been coached by one of the best. And he's been in that locker room. Lance Stevenson, I think the GM of uh, the Indiana Pacers said it best. He's either the best player on your team or the best player on the other team. It's fine. Sometimes you need a little personality like that, like a Marcus Smart, like a Draymond Green, like, like a, a DeMarcus Smith. Maybe a J.R. Smith. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> like a DeMarcus Cousins even. To put some intensity, some fire back in the game, to give you a little bit of fight. Again, this is salvaging some parts to build a little bit of culture in the Lakers locker room, to build some resiliency. Guys, read through the tea leaves. This is more about stats. This is more about points, more than just wins. This is about defining what the Lakers are going to be for the next five, six years. So before you get all poo-poo on the Lakers, and before my friend over here sitting across from me tries to overestimate talking about LeBron's son and this, that, and the other, let's just look at what's going to happen next season. Lakers are going to be a 51-win team. I'm saying it right now. They're going to be a fourth to sixth seed in the playoffs, and they're going to get knocked out in the second round. Called it. You guys can rebuttal now. You, the Lakers are not going to be the fourth seed. All right, we've I already said four to got, six. Four I to said six. It, I said four to six. This is this is this is who's going to be four to six. Okay, sorry, this is going to be one through six. We're okay. gonna have we're gonna have we're gonna have Golden State. We're gonna have the Houston Rockets. Okay, we're gonna have the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, we're gonna have the Utah Jazz. Okay, we are going to have the Portland Trailblazers. All right, we are also going to have the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay, right. Um, the Spurs are going to spur. Mm-hmm. You really and the, Spurs the Pelicans are be and and the Pelicans are going to Pelican. Okay, so right, we've already got eight teams. Are we doing this? Are we doing this? Okay, we've got eight teams. All right, I'm gonna give it to you right now. You're gonna you're gonna get the Houston Rockets number one again. You're gonna get the Golden State Warriors number two again. You're gonna get hey, get this, the Utah Jazz number three. That's we need to we need to save this save the sound effect. You're gonna get the OKC Thunder number four. You're gonna get. The Los Angeles Lakers, number five. I'm going to split the difference, four to six. You're going to get the Pelicans, number six. You're going to get the Minnesota, number seven. And then you're going to get the Denver Nuggets, number eight. You think the Denver Nuggets are finally going to be... You're not going to get Portland? Nope. The ne- Denver Nuggets merely missed the playoffs based on the last game. They, if they won the, 80, the 82nd game, if they won that game, they would have been in the playoffs. What makes you think they're not going to make the playoffs this year? Because they're still just going to be offensively, offensively inept, and I think over the Nuggets, I'm taking the I'm taking the Trailblazers because at least they've been consistent in making the playoffs. Hey, Blog Boys, man, that's a there's a lot of bandwagoning going on right here. Nissan, what do you think? What do you think of this hot take I dropped on you? You, you know what? I I like the hot take. I don't think the Spurs are going to make it. This might be the first year in a very very long time where we're not going to see the Spurs. They got rid of Tony Parker. Exactly. He's they didn't in Charlotte now. Him. They didn't. Kawhi Anderson. is clearly not interested in playing. Manu Ginobili is gone. Who? 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 And the Minnesota Timberwolves—they're like the iffy team. Where I don't understand if Jimmy Butler, you know, vocally said he doesn't. 
like the mentality of the young guns. And he's probably going to request a trade or he's probably not going to just resign. And they're not going to play defense as usual. It was lucky that they even made it into the playoffs. You know, I, th- I, think, do. I, I think out of sheer talent, I think the Timberwolves will somehow make the playoffs again. I think I think the debatable team would. Be, I think we're overestimating their talent. I though. think the debatable team would be the Pelicans because now they've lost Rondo and they don't have Demarcus Cousins. So I think they're back to the Pelicans of old, um, with Anthony Davis shouldering a lot of the load. Andrew Holiday. I don't know if they could sustain that over eighty-two games and the playoffs. And I think that ultimately doesn't bode well for the Pelicans' future because they don't have any scoring past. Anthony yeah, you Davis had them Holiday high in your top eight. I and me beating six. out the Lakers, beating out the LeBron Lakers. I, I, because this is why. This is this is this is why. You realize that you, I, I understand the... how much LeBron means to a team, right? But this does it uh, currently constructed. Mm-hmm. That's the key word. That's the key caveat here. Currently constructed, the Los Angeles Lakers do not look like a LeBron-led team. They are direct of shooting. They do not have players who could guard multiple positions they are very and three they are a very young team past lebron right but i will let you know that they are looking like a defensively sound team based on their lineup between lance stevenson javel mcgee kyle kuzma and lebron james you're, you're speaking on a lot of potential you're not speaking on a lot of actuality lebron's team was 28th in the league in defense last year the cleveland cavaliers for god's sake that was a different squad this is squad. an even younger squad, an even more inexperienced squad. Do you think Javel McGee is contributing significantly to your defense? Hey, a younger squad can get back on defense, not the old. But will they? That is the question. Listen, the Cavs went. Luke? The Cavs went younger at the at the All Star break, significantly younger, and they still did not get back on defense. In fact, they just got back to the finals and got swept. Wow, that's a lot of heat right there. Right, I don't, I, and I think okay. Now what we're gonna see is okay. LeBron's just gonna, LeBron just gonna get out in the first round or the second round. He's not gonna even make the conference finals. I want to take a moment to apologize to all our new listeners that have to hear us talk over each other. Normally we're not like this. Normally Dinks doesn't show up for the show, and there's only two of us talking here. <laughs> Man, you are really angry about this. There's a lot of salt with all you Lakers. Man, you you just you seem angry. You're, you're talking about them not being able to play defense with LeBron, and I get it. LeBron came from a team that didn't play defense. Well, the Los Angeles Lakers did play defense. And since you like to you know, mention a lot of block boy stuff and a lot of stats and actuality, well, the Lakers were ranked 12th in defensive rating in the entire league. So adding LeBron to that, who you can probably get you know, to play defense because he is the greatest of all time right now in this league, you really think they're not going to make the playoffs. I think it's a struggle. I think it's harder to make the playoffs, and I think that's going to show in LeBron. So I think, yeah, there is a chance that they don't even make the playoffs, which would suck. But I think if they do, it's not going to be it's not going to be four to six. I think it's going to be a yeah. Seven but or you eight realize, teams. you know, people wrote off the Cavs in the first round almost saying when you know when it went to Game Seven or you know they lost against Indiana, saying you know what they might not make it out of the first round, and LeBron like we mentioned earlier, makes everybody better. Let me ask you something, all right? The Lakers had 35 wins last season, okay? 35 wins. Okay. You think that having arguably the best player in the league right now would not get them 
another 12 wins. You don't think they can get 12 wins with LeBron James on that I team? I think they can somehow get to 50, yeah, sure. No, I'm talking about 12. That, you're talking about 50. You're talking about 50, dog? Okay, let me tell you something. The Timberwolves got into the playoffs with 47 wins. 47. So, thank you for coming out. The Los Angeles Lakers are going to be a 4-6 to six seed. The Thunder, 48 wins. The Jazz, 48 wins. The Pelicans, 48 wins. Spurs, 47. Timberwolves, 47. You're telling me that a group of young guns that amounted for 30, 35 wins. No all-star on that team. 35 wins. Yes, they gave up Julius Randle. I give you that. But in return, in return, they got LeBron James. Eight straight finals. And you're telling me that he's not only going to... Okay, he's not going to make the finals first time in a long time. But you're telling me that he's not going to make the playoffs? You think he's going to allow that? It's great to see all you Lakers fans all hyped up. All right, listen, let me just end it off on this. Nearly 11 months ago, on this very show, <laughs> I told you that LeBron went to Miami, went to Miami for himself to win a championship, came back to Cleveland to win a championship for his city, and he was going to L.A. for his family. And that's exactly what has transpired right now. And I'm telling you right now, before the 2018-2019 season, that the Los Angeles Lakers are going to be back in the Western Conference playoffs and they're going to be a four to six seed. Do you have anything to say with that? I can't wait to prove you wrong. Why would you say something so blasphemous? Wow. That's wow. all I got to say. Wow. Okay. okay. Let's move on with I this. Think, I, I, can't, I can't take I, any I more of this garbage. I, I just think it's a Laker hype talk. I can't just a take, little bit. Should I we, can't take more of this garbage. Should we go back to just like... Kick him out of the show and just have a jam session? Just no, we can give it a couple episodes. He might <laughs> oh, not just show look these, up. Look at these Laker fans all banding together. Oh, my God. Kumbaya. That's so great. Let's move on to another signing. The OKC Thunder surprised the league by signing Paul George to a four-year, $137 million deal. A lot of rumors about him going to L.A. A lot of rumors he dropped about going to LA. So let me ask you, Dinks. Now you know what? You get to sit out for right now. I'm gonna you're gonna you're on timeout. Let me ask you, Nissan. Was Paul George ever in the running to join LA or was this something that was more or less to stir the pot? You know what? I think in the beginning, before you know being traded to OKC, his mindset was LA to play for his hometown. And OKC is not a bad city. They show all their superstars love like they did for Kevin Durant before he left. You know, obviously for Russell Westbrook. And I think the vibe in OKC, he liked it. I don't know how he felt playing with Russ, but clearly he definitely likes it if he's, you know, re-signing with them. And he stated that, you know, Lakers didn't chase after him when he voiced his opinion about going to the Lakers. Nope. So why is he going to go now? Yep. Which, I mean, sounds a little petty to me, to be honest. But, I mean, he believes in the team. He believes in Russ. You know, former MVP. And now that they don't have Carmelo, you know what? I think they might be a better team now. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. Jinx, what do you think about this? I think it's a great move for OKC. I think it's ultimately a great move for Paul George. Mm -hmm. Because what... And I think it's a great move for um, Russell Westbrook too. Because, you know, now Russell Westbrook 
pretty much upon Paul George and the Carmelo signing, um, Russell Westbrook inked that max extension, mm-hmm. and now you've somehow shown you're showing the league at Oklahoma City that you're able to to take that risk on a one year deal with the superstar and be able to retain him for a, a longer deal mm-hmm. after that. That just shows that okay, there's stability in that organization, there's trust in that organization now, which everyone thought they lost when Kevin Durant left. So why would you leave a place like o- Oklahoma City, right? One that that you trusted, you spent nine years of your career in, you won an MVP, you've been to the finals. I think I think now, for the next four years, Oklahoma City have something to build around in Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Right. I mean, Paul George had possibly one of the best seasons of his career, even though it was a very under the radar. It wasn't like all flashy with the stats and, you know, the big stat lines and everything. He was just defensively amazing and so consistent as a three-point threat and amazing as a scorer, too. He was just doing Paul George thing. And I think that another season, one season of Russell Westbrook under his belt, I think Oklahoma City can now finally do some damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think LA ever wanted Paul George. I think they wanted him, but I don't think they uh, wanted him enough to take that leap on him. I, if, Just, they, if they wanted him, they would have went after him. From what I have seen, it looks like they didn't even bother to make an offer or reach out to him, even during the season. I mean, that would have been tampering. Um, the fact that he didn't get much, I don't think he got any offer from them. So that tells me that LA never wanted him. And it tells me that they have bigger plans beyond Paul George. And I think what they saw in the playoffs from Paul George leaves, uh, not leaves. I think gives more proof to the fact that he is not the same player since his leg injury, unfortunately. And we have not seen the same Paul George that was in Indiana, you know, pre-injury. But we he, have not seen the same player. He did make the all-defensive team. Hey, don't interrupt me. I'll come over there and smack your face. I think that the LA Lakers want to go with surefire signings, and I don't think that Paul George was a surefire signing. I agree on that, and, I, and it, it, you're right. It didn't seem like they offered him anything, but I also find like the reason another reason why they probably didn't want him now is I don't think they're in the win-now mentality and compete for the finals and compete for the championship. I don't know if you guys remember, but Magic Johnson said if he doesn't get anything done in the next two summers, that he, will, he himself will step down. And right now we're in summer number one. And summer number two, again, like we mentioned earlier, there's going to be a lot of free agents that year. There's going to be Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Klay Thompson, you know, Kawhi Leonard. And I think Again, Kevin Durant as well, but who knows what he's going to do. I think that's the year where Magic Johnson, you know, goes big or he's going to go home. And got a little bit of a hot take. I think Klay Thompson's going to the Lakers. Whoa. We'll touch on that a little bit later, though. All right, all right, all right. Um, again, I don't I, know. I Sorry, I, I got I to gotta rebut that. I think that the Los Angeles, they wanted him. Sim- it's similar to the Kawhi situation. They want Kawhi. But when someone is saying, for example, when Paul George is saying that, He's intent on going to the Lakers, right? Why would you, why would you, why would you like give the herd for a single cow at that point, right? Why don't you wait for the cow to come to your herd and join your herd? Why would you give up? If Los Angeles made the right move, they just didn't give up their picks, their 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 young players for Paul George then because they thought. 
okay, we can sign him when he's a free agent. But who knew that Oklahoma City's going to win his heart? Same way they're not really trying to give the entire field for Kawhi because the Spurs are asking for Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, uh, multiple picks and multiple future picks. So why give the entire field for a player when you know that or when you're under the assumption that he wants to come to you when he's a free let me, agent? Let me ask you something. Who are you? Coming in here talking about cows and herds and fields and pasture. Stop it. Stop it. It's simple. He's not good enough for what the Lakers see the team being in the next four years. You're saying that if they Paul George is not good enough? He's not good enough for their vision. What's so hard to understand? He was first team on defense. He's not good enough for their vision. Paul wow. George- Just because you didn't pick to, for the dance. Don't get all emotional about it, okay? He wanted to be on the Lakers. He wanted to join that team. He wanted to wear that jersey, the purple and gold. I'm sorry. They don't want to take a bet on you. That's it. That's it. They, what they've seen was not impressive enough. They've seen the peak Paul George, and that was, count them, six years ago. Yeah. Let that sink in. Six years ago, he wasn't even an all-star. Six years ago, that was when he was playing the best basketball of his life. Before that injury. I think Paul George is back to that Paul George level. We just didn't see that because we were overshadowed by Russell Westbrook. And he had to play with the co-star rather than just leading his own team. Why do you, how how can you say that he's playing at that level? He still averaged over 20 points a game. He was defensively really good for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He could still get his own. Paul George is still Paul George. He doesn't have as sexy of a game as LeBron, but he can do LeBron type things. He can score. He can get to the rim. He can guard multiple positions. He's a better shooter than LeBron. He's a three point. He's he's he was known as a three point shooter. I think that Paul George is good. I just think that they the Lakers were under the assumption that he wanted to come to LA. So since so they said. We will wait and we will take our chances with him on free agency because he wants to come here. But lo and behold, Oklahoma City won over Paul George's heart and he didn't even grant the Lakers a meeting because he had already committed to Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That also means that Paul George didn't know about LeBron signing to LA because then I'm pretty sure Paul George might have reconsidered. Again, if they really wanted him, I think they would have traded for him. And they didn't. Which means, again, I think... If by the end of this year, if, you know, if Paul George still showed some sort of interest in L.A., maybe then he probably would have got an offer or an offer sheet, maybe, but clearly not. So you're saying if they wanted him, they would have traded for him. That means if the Lakers do not trade for Kawhi this summer, does that mean that they don't want him? They probably do. No, they definitely want Kawhi Leonard. So that's the same assumption you have with Paul George, that they wanted him. They just didn't want to give up their assets. Well, that many assets for what him assets? when they could wait for what a year. What assets? They could have signed him. What assets? No, I, I'm talking about last year. I'm talking no, about last they year. No, they don't care last year either. They cared last year because they wanted to trade for him, but then Indi- the Indiana Pacers were asking for so much. Well, okay. That, I mean, that's God, you're stating the obvious here, okay? You're stating the obvious. If the trade is not good, you might as well wait. Luckily, they waited and they saw, and I should correct myself, not six years ago, four years ago, Paul George, I apologize. Um, he's not playing the best basketball of his life right now. That's one thing. Number two, because of that one-year wait, they saw that this is not the vision that they had in, in mind. 
And I think they are now, now that they were even more certain that LeBron was coming to LA, they felt like they wouldn't need a Paul George in that role. And they would find someone that would complement LeBron James a little bit more. And I think them either holding out for Kawhi Leonard, potentially Clay Thompson, who knows, would complement LeBron's style and their existing young core right now. Look at these Lakers fans thinking they're know everything and they're on top of the world. I just got to say, man, you you brought some spice to this episode. You brought a whole lot of purple and gold to this episode and I, I don't like it. Uh, there's a lot of spice out there. Like, you haven't been here for a while. You're just talking over us, making us all get riled up and everything. Oh, look at you, Lakers fans. Oh, crawling out of your holes now, eh? Oh, now you're funny too. That, that, was, that was funny. That was pretty funny. Anyway, let's let's keep the show going. Another signing we got to talk about. Oh my god! Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Looks like Dinks is jumping out of his seat. He looks like he's kind of happy about this one. Oh man! You know, because his his boy Kevin Durant's on this team. Okay, let's just get on with it right now. Oh, look Demarcus at that Cousins, Demarcus Boogie, Boogie Cousins has signed a one-year deal with. The Goliath State Warriors. <laughs> a one-year, $5.3 million. How much is a ch- NBA championship ring worth to you, Dinks? How much did you pay for an NBA championship ring? I think on average they're worth $1.5 million each. You'd pay $1.5 million? Nisa, how much would you pay for? Uh, I will just shy of two. Okay. Two mil. DeMarcus Cousins. $5.3 million for a potentially a championship ring. I should say... He's not paying that. He probably gave up. I would argue, maybe it was a a forty million dollar deal with the Pelicans that he had on the table. So he gave up thirty five million dollars. So you were going to pay one point five. He gave up thirty five million dollars for an NBA championship ring. I called it a championship. It's like it's like it's like a Doritos chip, but it's like better because it's the NBA. Anyway. Okay, let's just dissect this a little bit before I get into my position on this thing. Excuse me. Nissan, how do you feel about Boogie signing with the Golden State Warriors for such a minuscule deal? Now, we all know what DeMarcus Cousins can do and has done, whether it's with the Pelicans or Sacramento Kings. But a lot of people are not realizing he's coming off an ACL, sorry, not ACL, an Achilles injury. That's a huge injury. No one comes back from an Achilles injury. No one? Barely. They, they don't come back the same player. These are, these are the players no, that... hold on, hold on. Kobe Bryant came back from an Achilles injury. Oh my... Oh, you hold just on, said no... Hold on. Just hold on. Hear me out here. Hear me out. Kobe Bryant came back with, from an Achilles injury. He is... How much more lighter? He plays what position? Very much different positions. You know, you could say maybe... What? 60, 70 pounds lighter? And DeMarcus Cousins is a big man, and he uses his athleticism. You know, he may not jump high, but he uses his athleticism in the post, you know, running the floor, and he's not going to be the same player as he was with the Pelicans or Sacramento. So I get it. You know, the Goliath got bigger. He got more powerful. Yes. He got another monster to the head, the Hampton Five. Right, but listen, he's not coming. They don't need. They don't need Demarcus Cousins. You got to keep in mind, Demarcus called the Warriors. They were shocked they even got a phone call. They don't even need him when he comes back in January. This is like a feel out 
season for him. How is he, how is he going to come back? What kind of player is he going to be? Is he going to be a real splash brother just pulling up in the corner? Guys, relax. It's okay. The Golden State Warriors would have probably still won a championship without him anyway. It's okay. It's okay. Wow. All right. I don't know why you're getting all touchy-feely there. Um, hey, Dinks, how about you not interrupt someone when they're talking? How about that? Can you try that for a second? How about Nissan doesn't contradict himself and say, nobody comes back from Achilles injury and say, Kobe Bryant came that's back his from thing. All you, these Lakers fans. Kobe if you Bryant, were here, if you were here, you'd know that's his thing. Nissan says something and then contradicts himself in the second sentence. Just wait for a second and let him finish. Anyway, thanks. I'll give you your two minutes here. For DeMarcus Cousins, this is great. For the Warriors, this is even more great. Because for DeMarcus Cousins, no team was calling you because obviously the Achilles injury, just like Nissan said, the Achilles injury is somewhat of a career ender. For big men especially, where you had the most notable one in Shaquille O'Neal. After his Achilles injury, he was not the same. Right? But then again, DeMarcus Cousins was a 300-pound center. And now he's losing weight. But what DeMarcus Cousins has is a more aging, a better aging game than Shaquille O'Neal, for example. Right? So there is some hope, right? If I'm I'm DeMarcus Cousins, yeah, I I probably can't rely on my brute strength and uh, just banging in the paint all the time. Um, But good thing for DeMarcus, he was shooting threes. He was great in the pick and roll. He was the ball handler with Anthony Davis on the pick and roll, for God's sake. For the Warriors, this is amazing. For the Warriors, this is, we get an all-star, an all-NBA talent, right? We don't need to rush him back, so we're not in a win-now mentality. We don't need to rush him back. He will come to us when we need him the most, in the playoffs. And just like, you know, at the end of possessions, they were dumping it down to, to Kevin Durant in isolation in the playoffs. They have someone else who they can now dump the ball to. I mean, if you get Steph Curry and DeMarcus Cousins in the pick and roll and you've got a six foot three person guarding a six a six eleven DeMarcus Cousins on pick and roll switch and you're in the post against DeMarcus Cousins, I think I'm taking that every single time. Right? And DeMarcus Cousins is a is a willing passer, is a good passer. I don't see him and, you know, his apparent baggage and everything affecting the Golden State locker room. I feel like that's an impenetrable fortress at that point. And I think that impenetrable? pretty impenetrable. I mean the Rockets did give them a run. Anything that happened in the locker room from Golden State came from within the locker room. Uh came from within the locker room and was handled within the locker room and didn't really leak out to the media and wasn't like a running storyline. Right? It was just news and then it was dealt with. They were still able to fight through it. Because everybody there comes with the notion of we sacrifice to win championships. I think DeMarcus Cousins is going to... It's like going to boarding school. DeMarcus Cousins is about to go to boarding school right now. He's, he's going to Golden State. He's going to rehab himself. He's going to play himself back into game shape for the playoffs. He's going to finally make the playoffs. He's going to ball in the playoffs. And then he's going to sign that big deal next year mm-hmm. that he wanted. Let me end it off on this. Signing DeMarcus Cousins uh, to the already uh, amazing and stacked Golden State Warriors makes them a better team. I think this is pretty obvious. He had an injury to his Achilles, which was ruptured. 
the Achilles is the strongest, the strongest, strongest tendon in the body. All right. Rupturing that, very, very difficult to come through. Like if you have any, I mean, look it up, folks. Coming back from Achilles injury is unlike a lot of other uh, tendon injuries in your body. It's a, it's a tougher one to come to, especially when it's completely ruptured. And he has about, to Nissan's point, about 50 pounds more than Kobe Bryant does on that, on that mass. Okay. And he plays a hard game of basketball, right? That being said, I think that he comes back post-All-Star break or somewhere around there, and he instantly makes them a better team than they did than they were with JaVale McGee. I mean, that's as simple as that. I think if you're taking this guy versus JaVale McGee, you take the Marcus Cousins. It doesn't matter if you miss half the season. You're, you're instantly better. Okay, the Golden State Warriors with their current roster, they have four all-stars in the lineup. They're making the playoffs no problem. They're going to be a number two or three seed at worst, barring any catastrophic injuries to their core lineup. Okay, you add DeMarcus Cousins in the mix. Now you have the latitude to shuffle out some of these all-star players, get some rest and still secure that spot. Now, imagine them in the playoffs where they're completely healthy and fresh going against a Houston Rockets team that, albeit was about 30 minutes away from an NBA Finals, simply couldn't put it together with or without Chris Paul. How can you look at a lineup that has not one, not two, but three of the leading points-per-game scorers of last season in their starting lineup, not one, not two, three of them, and five all-stars in their starting lineup? Their starting lineup... Guys, their starting lineup, I'm gonna, if, you, if you didn't hear me, their starting lineup has five All-Stars from 2018. This is a monumental shift in power. People can say that this Achilles injury is going to be a downer. It's not going to make them the same, this, that, and the other. But again, there's something about great players that can rebound and get to a level that's still higher than most players. Even if they don't reach their peak, their new peak is still higher than most of the field. You get what I'm saying? That's true. And I'm going to tell you, this is just putting it out there that the Golden State Warriors are going to have a pretty clear-cut path to the finals and probably an easy one at that, again, barring any injuries. Let me ask you this, though. Are you still going to be watching the NBA season next year, Dinks? Oh, definitely. Nissan? Yeah, exactly. Because we're NBA fans and we're not here going to whine and cry just because one team is stacked, this, that, and the other. Okay, suck it up. This is basketball. This is hoops. You either love the game or you don't. And for once in our lifetime, we're about to witness an all-star team. And when I say all-star team, I mean their starting lineup is entirely composed of all-stars. Go through a season against... 29 other teams that don't have that advantage. So let's just enjoy what's happening here. It's not going to be forever. The, the, the dynamics of power will always shift and change. Just be a fan. It's okay. I have a question. Yes. Do you think that now that they have five All-Stars, I think, I personally think this is true, but do you think that every Warriors game is now going to be A, a must-watch game, and B, under the microscope and really picked apart 
Well, I was about to end the episode. That's why I was kind of building up to this amazing crescendo. But then you asked me another question. So I'm just going to answer the question. And then we're going to end the episode. Okay. All right. Uh, every game is a must watch. No, because Boogie's going to miss half the season. So for that first half of the season, I don't think every game is a must watch. There's other games to watch. Um, and what was the second question? Do you think every game is going to be picked apart? Like, you know, like how the LeBron teams, everyone is watching LeBron on the bench, yeah. the bench itself, the way he's reacting, everything. And they're, they're dissecting everything. I do think that every Warriors game is going to be dissected like no, that now. No, it's not because, again, Boogie's missing half the season. And I think LeBron in LA is going to garner more of the attention. Why would they, why would they have to dissect every game? Because now you have... You quote unquote, you still have five all stars on your team, whether Demarcus plays the first half of the season or not. So you're more under the microscope. It's like when Kevin Durant got to Golden State, every game was every game were every day or every other day when Warriors were playing. We were talking about the Warriors. Oh, why weren't they winning? Oh, they went on a two game losing streak. Oh, something's wrong. Blah blah blah. Like you know, the storylines were there. Right. So that's why I'm. That's that's another. That's why I was asking. You know, it does Demarcus Cousins elevate that level of scrutiny that we or or that spotlight you know what happens when you miss a couple episodes of recording in a row the lakers fans crawl out of their graves it's not one of the worst quarters of basketball we've ever played just just go back to the drawing board and and get your stuff together asking these whack questions on (laughs) this this prestigious podcast cool Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe. I mean, again, thank you for listening for this extra long, double length, double feature, A-side, B-side episode of Off The Bounce. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Off The Bounce Pod and on Instagram. Again, Off The Bounce Pod. Let us know what you think. But most importantly, subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Leave a rating and a comment because that really helps with the show. And make sure you share it with your fellow NBA fans. And again, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Peace, peace. See you later, folks.